Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio has begun. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. Cam's very excited. He's jumping up and down right now. I presume he's probably only in, like, boxer shorts. There's, like, a big, 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 big brick of cheese sitting on his table. Probably, like, a bunch of empty king cans, maybe a couple empty, like, bottles of whiskey or something lying on the floor somewhere. And uh, a bunch of Portuguese Joes of meat in the fridge. But uh, Cam Cam's very excited because it's a Safeway open. And the uh, the Alfred Dunlop... Uh, what is the Alfred, uh, I don't know, some sort of cigarette? Dunhill. Uh, yeah, Dunhill. Yeah. Smoke them if you got them. The Lynx Championship, Alfred Dunhill. See, the Brits don't care. Here in North America, it's like, oh, you can't have tobacco sponsored. They, they Over there, Gabe, they like basically deep-fried chocolate bars, and they don't mind when uh, smoke companies give them money. Now, that's what I like about uh, British, Scottish, and Irish people. They're incredibly unhealthy, and they like it. Like, they, you know, they, they don't, you know, it's weird because so they're not obese and stuff because, you know, and I'm getting used to this uh, here right now, Cam, in New York. Like, when they, you know, oftentimes, like, if I go into McDonald's or something like that in Toronto, I'll get, like, the, I'll tell them, yeah, give me the extra large drink, right? Like the big drink. Yeah. You don't want to do that here. Like, you're going to be walking down no. the street with, like, a bucket. Like, you need, like, exactly. like you, you <laughs> exactly. need, like, a shopping cart. <laughs> like, I, I was, I realized that at McDonald's. I was like, yeah, give me the uh, the large fries, but super size. And basically, it was like a big bag of fries. I was like, holy crap. All right, man, never do that again. Like, never ask them to supersize it because basically, like, their medium is kind of, like, large. But the point is, yep. people in Europe, they're not morbidly obese like they are in America. Um, but they will, like, drink all day. And like you said, man, like, they eat fried everything, man. They, they're the ones that invented the deep-fried Mars bar. You said it, Morency. I went over to see my buddy Forbes. He's from Aberdeen, the, the same place as uh, groundskeeper Willie's from. And we went over Friday I'm from, night to I'm watch, from uh, Aberdeen. Yeah. <laughs> North from Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Wait a minute. North Aberdeen. There's no yeah, North Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We got so, I go over. He invites me over. We haven't seen each other in a while to watch the, sorry, Saturday, the Ohio State-Penn State game. What has he got going? Deep fried French. He made me original poutine from scratch, like cut up the potatoes, got the real cheese curds from Quebec and the gravy. Man, it was better than anything I've had in a restaurant. This guy, he said he had that deep fried rocking the whole night. Chicken wings, poutine. Gotta love the Scots. Yeah, no, they go hard. They, they, they go hard. Uh, the Irish, so speaking of the Irish, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor and Habib. It's um, Ireland versus uh, Dazakhstan uh, this weekend in Las Vegas. Nevada, you know, there's there's hype around this fight, but not as much as um, not as much as you would expect. I think the fact True. that Conor, I think Conor McGregor has just sort of annoyed people, and his act is a little old. And 
he hasn't been around for a couple of years. I know he fought the Floyd Mayweather fight, but that's different. Like, he hasn't been in the UFC for over two years right now. So by the time he fights, it's going to be, um, it's actually going to be 25 months since uh, he was in an octagon. And I think like, if he knocks, if he knocks a beep out and stuff and he, he kills him, which he might, then you'll see the Connor, the Connor bandwagon and Megatrain will begin again. But, you know, going into the fight, I think people are just sort of worn out from him already. And I'm interested to see what the sales are, although it's never fair to judge pay-per-view sales. And people always do it now. Same thing like, and listen, I take shots at, you know, I'll take a shot at the NFL. I'm never, you know, Goodell pisses me off all the time. Yep. But I always find it comical when people talk about their failing ratings and stuff. It's like, dude, man. No one has cable anymore. People are all watching stuff. Nobody's paying. <laughs> like, that's the that's the real Streamers. secret. Yeah. You know, there's literally like 4 million people watching an NFL football game online, not paying anybody. They're watching from some site from Aruba, and that's not being that's not being watched. So, like, people are like, oh, the UFC, their pay-per-view, it tanked. There was only 200,000 people. It's like, yeah, there was 200,000 people that was honest that enough paid. to pay. <laughs> There was 200,000 Ned Flanders is that I'm not going to break the law. I'm not, I'm not logging on. I support the UFC. And then you have about 1.4 million other son of a bitches that are all watching for free online. Right? So more people than ever are watching sports. They're just watching it differently. on it. Like NFL games are on your cell phone now. Not mine because my cell phone sucks. But yeah, mine sucks too. Yeah, don't, don't use us as an example. We got I got the Samsung. It's actually Korean. frustrating, got, isn't yeah. it, Cam? When you watch an NFL game, and they're all like, "Oh, do you have to leave? No problem. Just take the game with you." I'm thinking, take the game exactly. with me. Exactly. My phone doesn't work. <laughs> my phone doesn't work like in Scarborough. <laughs> like, you think but I'm streaming NFL games? Why do you think I readjusted my table to do the show, Gabe? Like I climb over the fence, my reception gets worse when I hit the, when I hit the track like a hundred yards from my place. No, it's a disaster. Yeah, people too, people right. here tell me all the time here. They're like, uh, it's been a million times in the sports book or I'm around someone. Someone's like, check your internet. I want to check a score or something. I'm like, I yeah, can't. Yeah, I don't got no internet. I'm like, I, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, it doesn't work. All right, like it it does, yeah, but it's like fifty. Off. It's fifty dollars a minute or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And it barely Find works. Yourself. I have to, uh, I have to get a new phone. I really do, but uh, we're right in the middle of Manhattan, and everything's so expensive. Like I bought a phone charger; it was like forty bucks. Like there's, wow. yeah, yeah, because you know people get are paying for five bucks here. Yeah, people yeah. are paying mega rent, right? True. So they're not going to be selling things for cheap. So um, I got to get a new phone, but uh, like even the Seven Eleven phones that they had were like one hundred and seventy-nine dollars or something. So. I never have time, but uh, maybe I'll go down to that. Uh, I'll go down to the T-Mobile shop or whatever it is down yeah. the street later. Know what I was thinking, Morency? We should be and you should do like the seniors do. Consumers, uh, you know the cu- uh, the customer, the old white guy with the perfect partner. Said, "Hey, honey, he looks I need like a Matt Dunnigan in the chili." Yeah, he looks like Matt, pretty fat Matt Dunnigan. Me and you should go to Consumer Cellular and get one of those pay twenty bucks a month. Amazing, and the screen's so big I can see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you what am I using my phone for really? Other than checking, the only thing I use it for is sports apps and uh, receiving calls from creditors. Like I don't, I don't even like really use my cell phone that much, and I'm a dinosaur. I watch football games on a television. I told I you, enjoy bring, watching bring, things. Bring on back a television. beepers. Yeah. Oh yeah, pagers. Yeah. Honestly, pagers were the best thing ever because you could deal with it yourself. I, I, you're right. Like, why would you get rid of pager? It's actually it was perfect ahead of its time, and you don't have to deal. You with know it. what? You, they, you know what you should deal do? with it. 
There should be like a device, even though whatever. I mean, I should I, should, I shouldn't even give this idea away on the air no, because don't. it's so keep, good. Keep, keep it in the vault, Marantz. Well, give away too many ideas. Time well, to patent something. I'm not going to be creating a new iPhone, so I, I'll give it away. I don't. So, but basically, <laughs> basically they'll get instead of a phone. Remember, like the way the old pagers were, like you just sort of put it on your belt, and yeah. your, your jeans yeah, or whatever. Belt. Oh, there it is. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, sort of clip, and then it goes beep, 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 and then you know you see the number, but it should just be more modern. Now, if you want to respond, your pager should turn into like a walkie-talkie, and it should just sort of like, all right, you want to respond, and you just sort of push the button, and then you're able to talk to the guy. You call them back, and you know, so it's basically a pager slash you know phone, but not a phone. It's it's a pager slash walkie-talkie. Great idea, Marantz. It really actually, is, I isn't it? The, it I, no, it's actually, I'm not, even, I'm not even BSing you. It is a good idea, and I'll tell you something. I went to, like, a novelty shop, and me and Lisa got these, like, literal, they're five dollars well, Somebody's informing me that this has already been invented, and uh, it's called oh, the, it the, next, the Nextel. <laughs> oh, it's called Nextel. See, see what we know, eh? We're living under a rock. I'm just going to tell you, Brency, I got these walkie-talkies that I bought. See, but you thought it was a great idea. It was. I do, like, I don't want a phone, and I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> I just want to be yeah. beeped. Because, like you said, no one calls us besides creditors and stuff. Like, exactly. you know, who's calling? Like, there's never any good news. I can read you no, my text time. messages right now. I'll yeah. read you a bunch of text messages. This is I'll read them for real. Where's the money? Well, no, to be honest, here's a guy. This is the best. I met a guy named uh, Riggs over at the Sportsbook. He's a big Riggs. fan of the show, and uh, I, like I said, the, I, like any, handle, I said, any Riggs. relation to the tennis player uh, Bobby Riggs? Bobby. And I said, you know, Bobby is a big hero of mine. He's a big degenerate gambler, and uh, he goes, my father's is Bobby Riggs, and I said, you know, you're just. And he goes, no, yes. no. He goes, I'm, <laughs> he goes, I'm dead serious. dead serious. He goes, my father's name is Bobby Riggs, but not my the tennis player. Bobby Riggs, amazing. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. That's so, so good. Yeah, yeah, so he's probably tuning in now. And, um, yeah, so his text message says, uh, love Toronto tonight, minus one and a half, opening night. This guy's from, like, Kentucky, and he's telling a Canadian it's open night in NHL. I know it's opening night. I, I, uh, thanks, Riggs. <laughs> you have to tell me. I don't know. I, <laughs> I know it's opening night. Yeah, that, no, that's good. I love, so, I love guys. I thought of you, though. I, guys. I thought yeah. of you, and it goes to show the hype. It goes to show the hype of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like I said, I believe yeah. this guy's from Kentucky. I think he lives like in Connecticut, whatever. He gambles on sports, and he's on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's not just Vince Vaughn and like uh, Mississauga and stuff. Like the Leaf Fever is is nationwide. It's international. Uh, yeah, people, text, people at the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight are going to be. Hey, I was down there earlier. I was down there earlier. I played the Leafs, and some guy came up. He goes, "You like the Leafs tonight?" Like even people <laughs> in New York are hammering the Leafs. And one guy behind me bet five thousand on the Yankees too. Ooh, yeah, I'm on the Yankees. I'm on the Yankees tonight too. I think I think that's a good play. I like the over in this baseball game. I'm on the Leafs, but I don't want to lay the juice. It's funny you mentioned that. I got I, I got texts too. Both of them are about the Leafs game. Can you search around the book to get me a better number because they're so they're favored by so much right now. Some of my buddies want me to bet on uh, yeah. stuff that I have right now. Dude, you, you know, know what it was? Save fifty bucks. You know what it was at the at the sports book today? I went over. I didn't have a choice. 40? This is my new deal. I'm going like every day almost. So, so yeah, I, I I got over there and back today, and um, yeah, minus two fifty. The Leafs were minus two fifty right now. So here's another text I got today, and I think everybody got this one, and it kind of freaked me out. And they actually stopped the train. The train was going, and they stopped, and it said, 
This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. Presidential warning. Huh. Now check your cell phone. You got you just, uh, I'm telling you, you should have. You know. I didn't. I didn't get it. You got. No, I didn't get that one. <laughs> People not, said they got Trump off the system. <laughs> no, it's in, in the U.S. And I'm telling you, like everybody, everybody on the train all pulled out their phone, and it's funny you say that because everybody started ripping Trump because it actually said presidential warning. And people were like, oh, God, what the hell does that mean with this guy? And, uh, yeah, some, some dude was sitting in front of me, and he said, uh, he said I'm going to really uh, F things up, man, if I start getting Trump messages on my phone. <laughs> Trump's That's like awesome. his towers down the street, but I think he's, like, more hated here than, like, anywhere I've ever seen. Like, if you walk he's down hated. the street wearing a MAGA hat here, you're getting Reggie, killed. He, he's hated globally. Like, you don't get to... You, you, you don't have a speech, and you go up there, and people are going, boo, you know what I mean? He's like, look at me. Look what I've done since I'm in charge. And, like, world leaders are, like, just going, giving him cut eyes. I like but yesterday. Abs- he basically I, I, he basically sorry, accused dude. the accuser of being a skank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, I know. It's like, it's just over the top, but it's entertaining. It's crazy. It Mar- markets are doing well. Nice hair, though. I, nice hair, though. I, I heeded your warning. It's interesting, Gabe. I've gotten two. New calls. We did a segment to warn the people about uh, trick telemarketers, scams. They're, 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 they're as hot as they've ever been. I had two separate ones. One was considered I owe money to the uh, revenue service and they need a meeting with the guy. And the other one, the guy's voice was almost like disguised about, uh, about, about some other stuff at the bank too. So I don't know people, what, what they got going on, but they, these, these new grifters, the, the electronic grifters, they got stuff going coming at me from every angle right now. Now, block number, block number, block number. I'm not even, like, picking it up. If the government wants to deal with me and take me away, they can come door to door and put the cuffs on because I'm not answering these calls or responding. Yeah, see, now my boy Frank's got it here. Frank, uh, grab, grab a mic here, Frank. Like, it's kind of freaky, isn't it? You got a text from the president. Yeah, we got an emergency alert here on iPhone. This is presidential alert. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency <laughs> Alert System. No action is needed. That's it. I'm telling you, you usually they stop the train for a minute for this. And everyone was like, you stopped the train for that? And we had to get going again? Like, people were pissed. (laughs) And I don't know why it says presidential alert. It's like, what, like Trump's, like, alerting you that, like, your your text messages work? I think he's basically setting something up. Like, you're going to see, like, we are bombing Iran. Like, that's the next, like, (laughs) message you're going to get. Presidential alert. They usually do it on the TV channel, right, Gabe? Beep, beep, like right in the middle of an important game. This is the emergency broadcast. This is just a test. This is just a test. Yeah, it's I trending. They, uh, went to the phones now. It's trending. Uh, it's trending on Twitter. It's they're they're even asking where were oh, you? Oh yeah, there it is. Where were you when you alert. received the presidential alert? I was on yeah. the uh, Secaucus uh, train on the way back. <laughs> I was I was coming back from the sports book. That's where I was. I was on the train. Um. All right, so Twitter's having fun. New York Mets uh, got in on the action. New York Mets say a presidential alert. Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. He's amazing. Um, Of course, Edward Snowden (laughs) checks in. All of our lies dangle at the end of a wire. Ask yourself, who controls it? How else might it be used? Presidential alert. It's actually a very good question. Why That's are they, they just linked? They're, they're basically just making sure. All right, we're just making sure we're, we're, our wiretap works on everybody. Exactly. <laughs> it's 
great. That's a great call, actually. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Holly Combs says the only presidential alert I, I want is the one that says he's leaving. The presidential alert. It's unbelievable. Presidential alert. Take the Yankees tonight. Or do you take Andy the A's? Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Pumping the jams. Red Heat and Rage Radio, game time decisions. I am Gabriel Moranzi, throwing it down, Cam Stewart. LouGamblue.com will be joining us. There'll be a lot of stuff to get to with Lou. Lou likes hanging out with us, too, so we'll keep Lou on for a little while. And Because uh, we've got uh, Big Fight Week uh, UFC. Of course, uh, Lou likes to lay down on the NFL, and he also likes to bet on the National Hockey League. He does. Um, I think he's more of a future NHL player and a playoff better. But uh, yeah, well, he's not he's he, a lot of dogs. Yeah, I'm just saying he's not a degenerate though, like you or I. That, no, you know, no, like Lou's knocking, you know, like are you, I, I, he's not I, betting the board tonight. I was he's just going to say, there's four NHL games tonight, and knowing you the way that I do, I would assume that you have action on all four games, or you will tonight. Yes, I do, Gabe. But right now, I'm Toronto, <laughs> Toronto over. I got Calgary. I got Boston and uh, San Jose, and maybe a couple more totals thrown in there too. Going to do some round robin parlays. That's what I like to do. Yeah, I hit one last night with the Colorado and the under too. So um, my goal of uh, getting to uh, where you live is getting very close right now. I just need a couple, uh, couple other uh, big, big weekends, and then uh, see you later, everybody. I'm coming on up. I might even fly. Like, you know what I mean? Get upgrade. I need a bigger. I need a bigger seat. Actually, no, it's a short. It's, it's an hour short, flight. So I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about Vegas. I need a bigger seat. But it'll yeah, take I'll you longer. Right. It'll take you longer to get to your house to the airport than it will uh, to fly <laughs> to New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Exactly. I played a Toronto Maple Leaf, San Jose Shark parlay. I love it. And uh, it pays uh, like plus one oh seven. Yep. I played. I hope I played a Boston Bruin. I thought I did. Son you of lost a... your ticket? No. No, I don't <laughs> no. know. <laughs> really, you know, hold on. I'm going through this. Maybe these tickets are stuck together. Let's see. Uh, all right, I got 150 on a baseball. Yep. 150 on a uh, teaser. So that's uh, 300. That's 405. No, I didn't lose the ticket. I must have not gotten the Boston Bruin oh. bet in. Yeah, it's a lot. You got a lot. That's the problem. Dude, I'm working 18 hours money. a day yeah, here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's also another 100, 150 bucks. Like, you got gold in your pocket. Can't, right? You're can't. walking around. This is how hardcore I was. I had a taxi waiting for me outside the Meadowlands. <laughs> That's amazing. I told the dude, listen, I'm going in to place a couple of bets. 
and I'm coming right out. I said, I'll be right out. I said, I'm not hanging out. And he goes, uh, people always say that. And I said, no, 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 I'm not. Like, <laughs> I said, no, 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 I'm not. Actually, I'm on his side for that one. Yeah. People do do that. Like, people leave those guys. Well, he goes, buddy, it's a racetrack. He goes, buddy, you don't think yeah, I've heard yeah, this yeah, before? Yeah. This before? So basically, basically, he called the dispatcher, and he goes, listen, this guy wants me to wait outside. And the dispatcher's like, are you crazy? He goes, you can't wait for a guy that goes into the racetrack. He goes, they all say they're going to be two minutes, right? <laughs> so I had to tell the guy, I'm like, listen, I'm not a horse player. I'm dead serious. I said, I'm not a horse player. I'm going to bed on sports. And I told him, I'm not messing around. I got a radio show to do, all right? I got to get back to Manhattan. So I'm not playing around. The whole thing is, Cam, so he, you know, basically he didn't have a choice almost. And plus I, I tipped him. I gave him five bucks to wait, too. So, yeah, um, nice. yeah, I said, here's five bucks. I'll be back in five minutes. I got, I got out, I got out so quickly. I came out. He wasn't even there. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Took my five bucks and split, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't find him because he was in the bathroom. He came outside oh, the track and he goes, "He goes, well, man, you were faster than I thought." Yeah. And um, so yeah, basically, it's pretty, it's cool, but it's annoying at the same time. So there's different ways to get to the track. I could take a bus from the Port Authority. But it sounds easy, but I'm sure as anyone can attest to sitting in this room, nothing at the Port Authority is easy. Like what seems like a simple venture can turn into like, yeah, like, you know, you, you know lines, the machines don't work, whatever. Like I missed, that's where I missed the bus by a minute the other day. So it's I'm like, like uh, I'm like, screw that. Lisa Simpson, you could go to Crackton. Oh, it's the 1A, the 1A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a circus <laughs> at the Port Authority. Yeah. So Penn Station's not that bad. So basically, they have this uh, this deal here. I heard from Frank and Corey about it, and I've been using it. Is uh, you take the train to Secaucus, you get off at Secaucus, you go to customer service, and uh, you tell them you got to buy a, a, a round trip ticket to the Meadowlands, like a um, like a uh, a bus ticket to the Meadowlands. Except there is no bus to the Meadowlands, so they sell you a ticket to the Meadowlands, but there is no bus. So then after that. You take that ticket to customer service, and they give you a uh, a twenty five dollar taxi voucher. It's basically a voucher to the track. Nice. Except, and then you just got to tip the taxi driver. And except, what's cool about it, Cam, and I didn't even realize this how cool it was. They give you a return voucher as well. Amazing. Yeah. So you think that oh man, it's going to save time and stuff, but the problem is. Like, you people think people in New York are, like, surly and everyone's telling everyone to go after themselves. It's not really true. People in New Jersey are way meaner. Like, they're, they're miserable in New Jersey. Like, I'm telling you, I live on that side, and they're, like, they're, they're miserable, and they're just angry and hostile. So, like, I just had this old lady yelling at me when I asked for the, uh, when I asked for the, for the voucher. Some other dude's like, you're going to have to wait a minute. You know, and then he's just, he's yelling at people over the track. Sir, right. sir, step away from the track. You know, it took me 12, you know what 15 minutes there. Then the lady starts bitching at me about my ticket. She's like, it's going to cost you another 225 I'm like, take it, here. Just give me the damn voucher. So um, so they give me the return voucher, and then I told the guy, listen, you can either wait here for five, ten minutes here while I go in here, or I call you back because, you know, this is the voucher. you got to come pick me up again anyways. So he waited for me. I got in and out of there pretty quick, and everything was fine until my train got stopped by the presidential alert. <laughs> yeah. And no, that wasn't right, that though. bad. We restarted. People don't, people don't understand, Marenzi, because I live in the burbs. People in the burbs are not nicer. They're way meaner. 
because they have pro- they have property. They want like they want everything to themselves. At least when you're in a city and there's a lot of people, you're used to stuff. A, a guy's gonna bump me. This and that. People here are dicks. Like I saw, I told you, I went, to the, I, went, I went to the supermarket too. I told you, there's like guys, uh, there was actually a story and it happened again too. I, the two guys fighting over a 13 cent uh, cob of corn. They're like killing each other for corn. I saw, I saw some, I saw some idiot and this other lady fighting over a 99 cent utility turkey. It was on for uh, 88 cents a pound or something. They were killing each other. I, I guess they own convenience stores. They wanted to get as many as they could. But I'm telling you, 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 when you're living in the, the city region, you deal with a lot more shit. In the in the burbs, people are a lot meaner. They gotta like, protect their stuff. And there, I'll tell you another thing too: nosier. My neighbor's always hacking a dart. He knows everybody's business. Even Joe's <laughs> like, "Who is this guy? All he does is smoke and uh, you know look at everybody." I'm like, yeah, "The guy's like the neighborhood watch." It's like, get a get bent, man. Like I hate people like that. You know when you're you're just like the neighborhood guy. He has to know everybody's business. Not cool. Get bent. <laughs> I haven't heard that uh, expression in a little yeah, while. Get bent. Get bent. <laughs> Yeah, it's an old one. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, it's just a nosy uh, neighbor. Not cool. Not cool. Now, uh, Cam, we got to get you on a carton show in the morning. Maybe later in the week we'll figure something out or in, in the near future. Yeah, just give, me a, just give me a heads up so I'm not, uh, you know what I mean, I'll wake up in the morning so I don't have any, like, uh, cocktails or anything. I'll be ready to go with a – I got a new espresso uh, – espresso machine a radio uh, listener from my other show uh, just said uh, thank you for your years of service the guy bought me a 250 dollars espresso so i'm having like italian and portuguese coffees joe's through the moon so he's even happier now he's got uh, quality coffee he doesn't have to go to his cafe as much nice so it's a win-win yeah, so uh, win- winners all over the board buddy let's rock so uh michelle serpico who's uh, very hot michelle serpico yes serpico's uh, uh, yeah, on the morning she's, show. Uh, you got a good you got a good thing going on in the morning there see the thing is, if you're going to wake up in the morning, it's nice to wake up to somebody who looks good. Like, I remember when I did the show with Renee, it was always it was always a pleasure. You know, you're, you're doing the show, and you look over and go, yeah, you know. She kind of brightens my day up. Always nice to have a beautiful woman on set. Well, it helps. Like, uh, otherwise, people yeah, wouldn't do it. It helps. But so she was talking about, uh, <laughs> she was talking about uh, the Vancouver-Calgary game tonight. Yeah. And um, she didn't know, like, who the Vancouver, what the hockey team was called. Yeah. So she called them the uh, Vancouver uh, Cancucks. Uh, I'm dead serious. Like that's the uh, so she's like the Vancouver Cancucks versus the Calgary Flames. She got the Flames part, and uh, she was like versus the Cancucks. They can't really, they can't really mess up. No, she never heard the term Canuck. I said no, you know no, the Canucks, Vancouver Canucks. And she's like, oh, like the, the Canucks. Like she had a hard time sort of uh, with it after the fact. Yeah. Um, but I see now uh, the Vancouver Canucks have um, banned Fortnite. Their players are not allowed oh, playing Fortnite at all. They can't. They can't play a, Fortnite. I don't have a problem with it. As dumb as it sounds, and you're, you're a grown man to be able to do what you want. Think about it. The carpal tunnel you get, the hands that you need in hockey. What about what David Price did and stuff like that? Some of these meatballs, get they don't get addicted on, like, pills or, or, or booze. They get addicted on video games, for Christ's sake. They're playing that thing for two days straight. It's it's a, it's a an issue. They're a bad hockey team to begin with. They need all the help they can get. You know, this, if there was a problem, like, look, David Price actually couldn't pitch once because of Fortnite. That's right. That was, you know, then you got a problem. And he said after, I will not play Fortnite during the season ever again. Like, you know? So that's one thing. But for a coach in an organization to ban a bunch of grown men yeah, from playing a video I, I, game, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure them? that that's not in the collective bargaining agreement. You know no, what I mean? It's like, not. You can't tell them. Anyway. Yeah. 
Like, I, I would what are you get do? it. Have a guy sleep over? What are you going to yeah. do? Hey, hey, he's in the sleeping bag. Hey, hey, what's up, Bo Horvat? I see you're playing Fortnite. What are you going to do? Yeah, Hire a guy on. to police them? It's, it's the just, whole it's thing. So the whole thing is is ridiculous. And it's a dumb. Story. Like I said, if somebody got hurt or it was a real problem, uh, then then I get it. But nothing happened. Like you know, the Vancouver uh, Cancocks. Yeah, you know, they're just a joke. <laughs> Like they're they, they're they're a joke, like they are. Like ever since. <laughs> it's sorry, she's awesome. I wish they were called that. No, no, I can't. We can't. Uh, we it can't be any other way now. Now I'm assuming they probably did a video of it. Now let me let me check it. Maybe we can play. We'll play the audio of it. Maybe we can find this. Let's see. Michelle likes the Yankees. Yankees. And the over. Oh, there was some classic stuff with me. Michelle's the best. Like, she talked about how uh, it was going to be a low-scoring game today. All right? So I said, you like the under then? And I said, the under is eight and a half. And uh, she said, yep, yep, I like the under. And uh, I said, so what's the final score going to be? And she says, 5-4. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, 5-4 is 9. That's the over. Yeah, that's, that's not over, right? Eight and a half. That's great. This chick sounds amazing. Oh, yeah, no, it was just, it was too good. The way, like, she was so serious about it. Like, a oh, 5-4 is the final score. Let's see. Because, uh, yeah, there's there's some good videos here. I want to see if we can find the Cancock uh, one, though. I don't know if they made it. Would have to find a part of the show. Yeah, it was it was just too good. It's amazing. Yeah, it was it's it was amazing. just too good. So the Vancouver Canucks are playing uh, tonight against the Calgary Flames. That's they a game are. I really didn't have a feel of. You know what? I said this last night, and this is the thing, though, when you're betting at the window and stuff. Um, that That's the thing uh, when you're betting at the window. You can't bet on everything, right? I wanted to start sprinkling more. I had the taxi going outside. I was like, all right, I'm out. But, uh, you know, I think this Vancouver-Calgary game tonight, Cam, I think it's going to be a, a tie. I think it's going to be it's going to go to a shootout. Whatever, it'll go to overtime. Like I think a regulation tie is the play in that game tonight. Just call it a gut, in you know, hunch, whatever. But I think Calgary, Vancouver goes to overtime. Well, we were on we were on point with the under in the baseball game last night, and I agree with you again. Another thing about Vancouver is. They're not as bad. They're 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 bad in some areas, but they have really. No, they've good got young good players. young players. They're they're they battlers. They're not as bad as people actually. think. Exactly. No, yeah, that's the thing. They they have Bo, Bo Horvat is a certified stud. That guy's amazing. Brock Besser is a killer. Like their young core of guys, and once that other guy figures it out, who played for the Calgary Hitmen, I'm not. You got to keep an eye on him for drafting. Yeah, and it's not like the Calgary Flames you know are great about. either. I mean, it's not no, like they're the awesome. Are, the, they're okay. The Flames. They're okay. No, they got like they got some guys. On you team, know the spot, Cam. No stretch of the imagination. The yeah, Flames. Spot for Vancouver. Actually. The Flames situation. Remember last year, the Flames are a horrible home favorite. They're, they they always mess that up. The Flames are a good road dog. Now they're a road favorite here tonight. It's not a not yeah. a, not a great spot for. I mean, it can happen, but I just think it'll be a close game. I'm not saying Vancouver even wins the game, but I think that uh, I I think that um, it's going to be a close game now. Drusilla is tuning in right now, and he goes, I'm on my way to the other side of the river right now, path to Hoboken to get the hockey bets in, and then hurry back. LOL. See, that's what every, this, this is like the new thing in New York. Like, this is what everyone's doing. Yeah, like, you know, get, get it together, Cuomo. Like, seriously. You know, when Drew's in Queens, he's yeah, got to go to Hoboken, yeah. take the train. To or make po- a bet. Corey, poor Corey Parson takes the train to Secaucus 
gets off the train, sits in the train station, places bets, and gets on the train going back the other way. I mean, you got me. I'm driving out to, uh, I'm taking, like, taxi vouchers and trains to get to the sports book back and forth here this afternoon. It's ridiculous. Like, think about the money that would be made if there was a sports book across the street from Madison Square Garden. No, it'd be a license to print money. It'd be like $10 million a day. Like people, need, like, you know what you need, Gabe? You need a backup book, like one of the, one of the sponsors of the show. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Like well, that I actually, or my book I or hate whatever, to do like this, Cam, but yeah, I might have to talk. Uh, I'm gonna have to talk to to friends of a friend of a friend, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I get I got the message. Because I know, dude, I bought a prepaid credit card last night. Tried to do it the normal way. I'm like, I can't go to the sports book all the time. I couldn't log in because the Visa card I bought is blocked. Oh yeah, uh, it's gaming, yeah. sir. You, you know, my frustration level's getting high, Cam. Like I said, do you really think I want, <laughs> do you think I like, like, right after I do, I'm up, I'm up at 6 in the morning. No, you're doing a I'm up at 6 in the morning, morning I go from exactly. 9 to 12, like, and I'm on at 4 to 12 again, sleep. I got a late night podcast. Yeah. You think my, my plan in the afternoon is, oh, yeah, let's, let's take the New Jersey transit train, commuter train, out to the Meadowlands today, and back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting it down where I'm used to it, and I just sort of bite the bullet, but, yeah, it's getting you're frustrating. Not you're not a cyborg. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one of the day, like, we're not kids anymore either. You're working your ass off. You need a little bit of a break there. And having to do that is a pain in the ass, especially after you're doing a million shows. But, yeah. It feels it, nice, though, right it, now, Cam. I'm looking at my tickets, and they're in my hand. <laughs> yeah, I like tickets. No, that's what I like about Vegas, too. Like, when I go to get to Vegas, like, I love play the horse book. I, lo- I love having the tickets on me. You go through the, the, the feeling of paper is nice. It's like, yeah, money versus chips type of thing. And, betting on a computer screen versus having paper in your hand. I'm a paper guy too, Gabe. I'm old school. I, I told you I want that flip phone, uh, consumer cellular, and I still got a television that I watch all the time. So I'm with you. Flip I'm phone. Saying, Michelle hope- today is talking about she's going to go get the new iPhone. $1,700. You wouldn't catch me dead with that phone. Used, new, The, the brand new iPhone is $1,700. What can I do with it? What was Dude, it, it going to do? The Play big feature me? on it is, I don't know, you could put like mouse what, ears on your face on an emoji or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Unless it can uh, do things to my body. I, I, for $1,700, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a really good deal. I, I, the phone can't do anything that I need it to do. I need it to make bets and, uh, you know, maybe talk to the family every once in a while. I you top know, out at like $179. That's like me too. I always get the bottom of the barrel. Like I don't go bottom, like bottom of the, of the barrel. I go. No, I go the second bottom. I, I me too. I'm a, I'm a mid, bo- mid, mid bottom guy. Like the Samsung three. Hey, it works. You know. Like put it this way. I've had I've had the phone that I'm holding in my hand right now for about three years. Yeah, and uh, it's cracked because Taylor Taylor Stevens dropped you, it once. You don't even lose your phone. Like I've been through. I think I've had six phones in the last like four years so like you're pretty good even when you have a couple drinks one thing is you don't lose your phone i'm, That's pr- a good I'm story. pretty good at not losing phones but I thanks thanks for phone. uh jinxing me and cursing me <laughs> i've nearly lost it like 10 times since i've been here yeah, to be honest i i i, I, I left it in the freezer once from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Still laughing at those guys. His first time at the dispensary. Amaretzi, if you had a dollar for every time, <laughs> we'd be rich. The breaking news, Addison Russell suspended 40 games for violating Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy. Yeah, real convenient that they announced this yeah. the day after the Cubs have been eliminated. Exactly. I know. Like, thanks. Like, did, was there a more fixed game than last night than them trying to screw the Rockies over, Cam? Oh, big time. I was on like the Rockies. Like, Contreras messing around in a box. You can't take 15 oh. minutes. Like, if you're, you're either in or you're out. And, a couple plays, too. Oh, Just then, brutal umpire. Madden, brutal comes out, Madden comes out and tries to ice the pitcher by hanging around and arguing everything and talking. And it was clear what they were trying to do. And then Baez, Baez with that hug on Arenado. Arenado's an idiot for hugging him back. I mean, you know, you could have got a double play. Should have been interference. It wasn't. The umpires lost complete control, and it's hard not to think that, you know what, they wanted uh, they wanted Chicago and not Colorado to advance. And now, oh, now, the day after the season's over, suddenly Russell gets suspended for next year. Yeah, that, that's great. That, like, that makes a big difference uh, right now. I don't like the Cubs, Marenzi. I don't like guys on that. That team bothers me. Like, you know what I mean? And it, it, it was... Not even that the fact that, you know, your boy T-Bone cheers for the Rockies. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the Rockies. They're kind of my National League team other than the Jays, you know. And uh, I just I just hate the Cubs. I hate everything about them. I don't like – like a couple guys on the team I could deal with. I, I really like the way – I like John Lester. He pitched his ass off last night. But honestly, there's guys on the team that just rub me the wrong way. It's just there's a lot of, there's a lot of turkeys there, and I'm, gl- I'm glad Colorado won. Yeah, I know you're not a big fan of the manager. Actually, I don't mind Joe Madden at all. I just think sometimes he thinks he, I, I, he's he is a bright guy. He actually manages bullpen pretty well. Like he did, he he did okay. You know, you bring in Cole Hamels in extra innings. The Cubs are a joke, though. Like he he did everything right with the pitching staff. They can't hit. Like when you look at that lineup and the studs that they have in their lineup, <laughs> and you're getting four hits off Kyle Freeland. I know Freeland's been on fire, but that's unacceptable against the Brewers. They couldn't hit, and this is what happened all year long. This is what the Cubs do, and this is what the Nationals do. They have power outages, not just for like a little bit. It's it's a long time. One run, two runs, like. It, it, it's brutal. Like, when you look up and down that lineup, there's no way they shouldn't have won that game. But, uh, hey, it was, it was very well pitched, buddy. And uh, kudos to Freeland, uh, Bud Black, and Colorado being in the different time zones. And now they get Milwaukee. Should be a great series. Oh, it's going to be an awesome series. I can't wait. And uh, should be a series with a lot of runs, uh, actually, here tonight. There should, should be a lot of uh, runs tonight in a baseball game. Well, I'm hoping. I bet the over eight and a half uh, in the game here this evening. And uh, the Milwaukee-Colorado series, imagine when they get out there to Coors. You know there's going to be one of those 11-9, 12-10 oh, for sure. uh, type of games. Now, as far as the Yankee game is concerned here tonight, a um, lot of excitement in New York. You can feel it. Um, when I was on the train earlier coming back from the sports book, there were a ton of, uh, ton of Yankee fans and Yankee gear um, going to the game. And uh, the weather is very, very nice. It's actually, like, it's perfect, beautiful baseball weather. It's going to be a beautiful night. Yep. And it's weird because last night it was, like, crazy lightning, and it was really raining hard. And I was thinking, wow, that's going to affect the total. But um, it's kind of a warm night here tonight. So the ball's going to fly. And you've got the Oakland Athletics going with uh, Hendricks, but really it's going to be, you know, five or bullpen. six guys to get in yeah, here. It's bullpen by committee for fun. Hendricks will probably go one or two innings. And like something, might even, something I wanted to bring weird. up, though, here's like a piece that's going to make me sound like a really smart DFS player, but 
Now's the time, guys, where we start to put these sort of no-name relief pitchers in. Yes. In, in your lineups, in the flexes. Definitely. I saw dudes were winning last night doing this because guys, you know, they're striking out three, four guys. You get two innings out of a guy. And these pitchers are really cheap, so you squeeze them in. The key is to isolate which relief pitchers are going to get work. You know, specifically for a team like Oakland tonight in which, you know, Oakland's going to use four to six pitchers tonight. You know, yeah. five, six pitchers tonight. Yeah, it's going to be tough to pinpoint the right guy. But you said it. Great call. Like, uh, like for, for Colorado, you can't even do a, do a showdown lineup or a lineup and put that pitcher O in any lineup. You, did you know he was going to come out there and, and do the things that he did? You know, that's that. it's very unpredictable in uh, playoff baseball. It's awesome. Like, uh, I don't care how long these games go, Morency, but I'm, I'm with you. That makes a lot of sense. Now you have to look deep in the team's bullpens, see how that game goes, and you might want to throw some arms in there instead of bats. Like last night, look at the, even the starting pitchers. Lester and uh, Freeland pitched their ass off. Uh, Straight Cash is tuning in uh, from South Dakota. He said uh, he was on the Rockies uh, last night. Yeah, we we uh, congrats, uh, Straight Cash. Thanks for tuning in, bro. The uh, Straight Cash, the un- underdogs. I hate. It. I'm I'm on these favorites all the time. It seems. I mean, I've been on a few dogs, but when it comes to baseball playoffs, you're better off being on the underdog. Like the True. favorites, they're they're really no teams are better than other teams in baseball. They are in the regular season, but not in the playoffs. Everyone's equal. Like I keep telling people this, anybody can win. I mean, look at look I, at the odds that the yeah. Rockies had. They 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 were in three cities in three days. They win in extra innings, despite the fact the Umps tried to screw them. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were resilient. We always see wild card teams make it to the World Series, or the the upstart team in baseball's got a chance. This isn't the NBA. A- anybody in the playoffs can win the World Series. I know you you and Big Man scoffed yesterday at Oakland winning the World Series. Um, yeah. I wouldn't scoff at them winning the World Series, but I would say the one team that I think would have the longest shot would be the Atlanta Braves. That would be the biggest surprise. If the Braves can win the World Series, that would be shocking. I don't think Oakland can win, Gabe, and I'm with you with most of the dogs. I think the Yankees have a significant advantage tonight, though, even with Severino going at home, how deep their bats are. And and the problem with Oakland is it's a, it, it's a bullpen game with Hendricks. Like, he, he, he might get torched early. I, I, I just think the Yankees are too good. That's why, it's what is it, minus 190 right now, 195? Like, it'll probably be 200 by game time. I just think they're that significantly what it's up better. Then? Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing. If the, the Yankees have a lead, they're not giving it up. Have you seen the back end of their bullpen? It's the best in the business. So uh, you can throw Zach Britton in there and all those guys. Like, for Oakland to have a chance in this game, they got to get to Severino early and often. And, I don't know. The guy's been pitching a little bit better lately. So I'm on the Yankees. I'm with you. I play dogs. I look for dogs. But sometimes I think the favorite is significantly better. And I think the pinstripes are a much better team than Oakland, even though I love Oakland's story. And you know me, Gabe. I'm like the Humane Society. I want to save a pooch. I love betting on them, but uh, not tonight. Um, last year, Severino started the wild card game. And uh, he gave up two home runs. Yep, he did. Two home runs in the first inning. Gave up three runs. You and I talked about it. I remember I think we were watching it together, actually. Yeah, we, we were doing, doing the, the radio, radio show. Started, we were yeah. doing the, the night show. We were, it was Twins and Yankees. Yeah, we are like, oh, we had the over, too. We are like, yeah, it was it was a great first inning. Yeah, and then I also knew the Yankees would come right back, and then they did. Exactly. But nevertheless, the you know, if he falters, they're going to take him out. They're going to go to Hap pretty oh, early. for sure. Um, you know, they want to save Hap for the Red Sox. That's why they, they, they acquired him. But it's all hands on deck tonight. I have confidence in Severino as well. He's been erratic at times uh, this year. Um, he's much better at home than he is on the road. Um, he's, a, he's, he's a very good fastball pitcher, and uh, we were talking about this this morning. 
in which uh, Oakland struggle with some fastballs and <coughs> fastball pitchers more than others. Yep. So I understand Boone. I don't have a problem with the decision that Boone has made here. You can't say, oh, Boone's made a bad call going to Severino. Yet Severino, man, he's he's explosive. He's like a lot of yep. pitchers nowadays. It's all or nothing, right? It's true. Very flammable. And that just shows you how good John Lester is. Like when that game started and Colorado came out of the gates like that, I'm like, here we go. Like I was worried about our total, right? I thought they might put up like a four or five spot there. But after that, once he got in his groove, he's just settled down. It was money after that because he's a veteran. That's why he's one of the best in the business. I'm not sure Severino has the mental uh, fortitude to do that. If something goes wrong with him when the wheels fall off, they usually uh, fall off pretty poorly. Well, that's the whole thing, especially after last year, right? Yep. Especially after last year when he got pulled in the first inning. I just don't, you know, I think, you know, as he stated, I appreciate the trust and confidence that you're showing in me. And I just sort of think it was a freak of nature. It happens. You know, we've seen some really good pitchers get lit up in the first inning of a uh, of a playoff game. You know, the playoffs are a different animal. It's, it's a completely different scenario. It's been a hell of a run for Oakland. The thing with Oakland is they don't really strike me as the type of team that will get nervous. Like, no, I, I don't think Oakland will be freaked out tonight at Yankee Stadium. But it is, this isn't the regular season. It's a, it's a whole other level. And Yankee fans in the playoffs are pretty intense. I talked about this earlier in the day. Like, you know, like when, you know, when the Blue Jays were in the playoffs, it would be really loud when the Blue Jays would score. But it was very reactionary, right? Like, oh, the ball's over the wall. Everyone would sort of, you know, go crazy. People, like, on defense... When the Jays were on defense, people would stand up for the last, you know, strike or whatever. Yeah. But you get that crazy Yankee Stadium crowd in the playoffs, Cam, and they don't sit down. And they're standing the whole time, and every pitch, every everything is so magnified and loud with the crowd. And then it's sort of like a fight. You know, when a boxer is fighting at home, and every time he throws a punch, the crowd reacts. And then next thing you know, the judges are reacting along with it. Yep. It's human nature. And it's the same thing. It's like the ump start, like, you know, the Yanks start getting calls. The crowd is so loud, you know, and then it just, oh, one, and all it takes is one guy on the other team to melt down. Oh, there's a wild pitch by someone on Oakland and the wheels fall off. It's, you know, Yankee Stadium, there's a lot of pressure playing in there. I can tell you one thing, too. Every tight call will go the Yankees' way. They will screw Oakland the way they tried to screw Colorado. Oh, they don't want Oakland on TV. You're right. No, they do not. The television market. So every bang-bang play will probably go on New York's favor, which is a bonus. And the Cubs just couldn't take advantage of it last night. And I'll tell you one thing. If you give the Yankees enough chances, they will. Yeah, I I think. uh, And you you know baseball wants Boston and New York. It's it's, it's pretty simple. You know what's funny, though? You know, it's like, oh, they don't want the Oakland market. Yet the Golden State Warriors are in the Oakland market. Exactly. They do just fine. They do. So it's funny, like, when people talk about, oh, cities and markets and stuff. It's not really that. It's really star players. Look, you know, the Oakland Athletics, they've they've been in Oakland a long time. And um, they used to be on TV all the time, Cam. You know, when they had Dave Stewart, they had Dennis Eckersley, they had Mark McGuire, they had Jose Canseco. They were on TV all the time. You know, they don't have brand-name players. They have good players, but, you know, who's their most famous player? Chris Davis. Chris Davis? Yeah, yeah and, probably. Yeah. And Chris That's Davis isn't really, a, you know, a household name or anything like that. No, like the, the average, the average fan doesn't know. The, the baseball fans know Chris Davis, but, you know, it's not like Chris Davis is a star. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a star player, but he's not a star 
in public or the real world. He's just another baseball player, right? Exactly, exactly. Like they're, they're, that's what that's what you people you like about the A's too. They're like a no frills, no name team. Like Chapman, all these all these all these guys though, they're all overachievers, and that's what you got to like about Oakland. They're battlers. They're guys that you know what I mean had to work for their job. A lot of minor league guys that you know caught fire, and then they they helped out their career, and they stayed in the major leagues by being good. Like none none of this like top prospect. Hey, he's a can't miss lock type of thing. A lot of these guys work their ass off in in uh, you know triple triple A ball in the minor leagues to get up to the big leagues. Uh, Oakland's an easy team to cheer for for me, Gabe. But the problem is they're not patting my they're they're not paying my mortgage and my bills. I have to think about who's going to win the game here and I think the Yankees are a better team. So Yeah, it feels Sign like me a, up with the pinstripes. Feels like a Yankee night. I know you don't generally like laying uh, like laying a price. But no, uh, you know, here we are right now. Throw it in a parlay. Like I might put the, another thing I could do with the Yankees game if you like the Sharks or the Leafs, I'm probably going to go Yankees Leafs in a couple parlays. You know, Yankees Sharks cuz I want to knock that juice down. And in the hockey games, I'm, to your point yesterday, I don't want to lay one and a half. I don't want to have to worry about an empty net goal and BS. I'd rather put uh, parlays together and, and knock it down that way. And there's a lot of opportunity. I'm actually upset because I put that parlay together, Gabe, thinking that Clayton Kershaw was going to pitch game one for the Dodgers. I hope Ryu uh, does his thing because that parlay is still alive. That I, you know what I mean? So now, now think about it because it's action, right? I get whatever it is. Kershaw was minus 200. I can tell you one thing, that uh, line's changed a lot in that game. And... Uh, Eh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I still think they can win with Ryu, though. I think they'll probably. I think they could sweep. So it's going to be um, Yankees and Athletics uh, tonight. The Boston Red Sox await uh, the winner. That would be on Friday. Severino ended the regular season with a 3.39 earned run average. Um, you know he he's 10 and two at home. He got lit up on the road. And he got lit up on the road, actually, in the first week of September. So not that long ago, uh, he got torched on the road against uh, these Oakland Athletics. But it's a different stadium, a different scenario. As far as you know, Hendricks is concerned, they're only expecting uh, a couple innings uh, from, uh, from Hendricks. He made eight starts this year, Cam, eight in these sort of situations. And he did pretty well, 2.08 earned run average. Yeah, he did. I... I just know who, who Liam Hendricks is, though. Gabe is, he's a pitcher who couldn't crack the Toronto Blue Jays lineup. He's I don't journeyman. trust him. I don't trust him at all. At Yankee Stadium and this type of pressure, if he actually pitches two innings, I'll be surprised. I don't think he'll get, I, I think he'll be knocked out in probably early second. He might not get through the second inning. If he gets through the for, through the first, skin of his teeth. I might take Yankees, uh, you know, to score a run in the first inning, too. We'll, we'll see about that because uh, I, don't, I don't trust him in that situation. He's a you you know who he is, man. Like I've watched this guy pitch at the dome for years. He's horrible. Like, but you got to give him credit. Like he's he's in the major leagues now. Oakland picked him up off the scrap heap, which they do with a lot of guys. And he's uh, yeah he he figured out something because he's still in the game. But over time, uh, the Yankees will get to him. He doesn't have electrifying stuff. He'll he'll get torched. You know what's crazy is uh, looking at the DraftKings price right now. Severino is sixteen thousand dollars. Which is way high. Like that's that's oh, it's too yeah, high. It, it squeezes yeah, your lineup, but you really don't have a choice but to play him. Hendricks is nine thousand two hundred dollars. That's way too expensive um, yep. for a Hendricks as well for a guy that's only going to give you a couple of innings. You know, the key is to figure out who are the other guys that are going to step up for the Oakland Athletics. Which guy's going to come in and uh, and pitch a couple of innings? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I I, I, have, I have no idea. Even even looking at their bats. Who, who's going to be the guy to score runs? Olsen, Piscotty, 
Chapman. Like, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks there. Jed Lowry's had a good year. Yeah, it, it's really hard. Like when you look at when you look at their bullpen, I don't even know who the hell they're going to go to. Very difficult. Trevino. Uh, like who are it's 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 crazy, Gabe. Like you're throwing darts here. Like it's very very difficult, especially since you got to think Hendricks going only a couple innings. How many pitchers is Oakland going to have tonight? Like six. You, might, you might get the yeah six seven. You might get the wrong combinations of the guys. You don't know. It's uh, putting tonight's uh, showdown puzzle together is a very very difficult one from the Oakland side of things. For yeah, sure. we put together a hockey lineup. I did too. Yeah, I got a hockey lineup for you too. So what got you've two got golf lineups? Yeah, you've got lineup, the Euro. You've got picks, the Safeway. You've got uh, golf. Got it all. Got uh, it all, Marantz. Hockey. Picked. Yep. Hockey. Picks. Do you have a baseball two, lineup? Two lineups? No, I do not have a baseball lineup. I can't lie to you. No. Yeah, I, that's the. You know, I worked do I. on a lot of lineups. Yeah, I got. I got. I'm sweating. Like well, I've got a hockey lineup put together, and uh, <laughs> nice, I'm going nice. to work on a baseball lineup. Although it's not easy. Yeah. You know? No, that's the thing. I'm going to do it while we do uh, the DFS segment too. I already. I'm going to put Chris Davis in for Oakland. Actually, I don't think. I don't think you need to put Severino in there, Gabe, because say, yeah, it's just, it's so much money, man. Like, what do you do after that? That's kind of the problem. Like, it made sense with the pitchers yesterday because we both thought it was going to be a pitcher's duel. It wouldn't surprise me if Severino still gave up, you know, three or four runs. I just think the Yankees are going to get about seven or eight. That's the thing. Well, it looks like we have a new contender for a song next to be deleted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-oh. Game time decisions. <laughs> I love when you gas the songs. <laughs> Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level 2, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morenci. A lot of stuff to get to. We got UFC, we've got NHL, we've got NFL. We've got Major League Baseball. We've got uh, we got golf with Safeway. Safeway. Safeway Open. <laughs> uh, we got some uh, European Lynx action. And uh, Alfred Dunhill, yeah. Yeah, nice and nice. smooth. Yeah, that Alfred Dunhill goes down real smooth, like a Laramie. Jeez, Fred. Jeez. Nothing tastes like a nice smooth Winston. <laughs> um, yeah, Fred Flintstone and uh, Barney Gumble. <laughs> And the cigarette commercial is the best. You know what's crazy is in that commercial, it's so sexist. Uh, Betty and Wilma are actually like mowing the lawn. And Barney says, Barney says, gee, Fred, I really hate looking at the the girls work like this. And Fred goes, yeah, let's go around the back so we don't see them. And then they go around back and they light up a nice smooth Winston. And Fred's like, man, these Winstons are smooth. And then Barney, you're right, Fred. Nice and smooth, Winston. <laughs> nice and smooth. Yeah. Um, so nothing smoother than Lou from Gamblue.com. Yeah, What's up, Lou? 
Not too much, fellas. How are you doing today? Always a pleasure, Lou. Always great, a pleasure. Lou. Great having you on. I know that. Always uh, a pleasure, and uh, it's always. I, I appreciate you guys finding a few minutes for me. No, we always pre- appreciate you taking uh, a couple of minutes on, yeah, for exactly. us. Exactly. It's the other way. I was torn, Lou. I was like, you know, I want to get Lou on the Carton and Friends show in the morning to talk some MMA, but you know, we got such a good thing going here on Wednesday afternoon, so I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to uh, upset your routine either, uh, Lou. And I know we always have time to go through the fights here and the football games, and now NHL starts tonight as well. Great time, uh, great time in the sports calendar year. I I just love October. Uh, um, really, it's it's very easy to try and determine how I wager. I first of all, I specialize in just a, a almost a handful of sports, but I I try and chase integrity. So in, in August, I'm, I'm working hard on the NFL because when regular season NFL starts, those are intense games and everybody wants to win. But when baseball postseason kicks in in October, uh, the urgency and the, uh, uh, the critical nature of the playoffs makes the integrity of waging on baseball playoffs maybe even a little bit higher or as high as that Sunday NFL game or it's those who handicap uh, college, the, the college game. So uh, these these baseball playoffs, we now have 162, and in some cases, 163 full games of data. And I plan on being active. You know these baseball you, uh, playoffs. You're big. You're big dog better, Lou. And me and yeah, Cam have been talking thing. about this. And I hate to say it because I'm actually on the Yankees tonight. So I keep on preaching. Oh, you got to take the underdogs. Take the underdogs, and uh, I keep better than the Not all the time. But hey, as a whole, we, I'm just saying, yeah. as a whole, I think you've got a decent chance of, of winning, you know, some money. You're always in it in baseball, Lou. Anything can happen. You bet the Little League, you the, uh, the Little League World Series. You bet the College World Series. Hell, I bet the Little League World Series. Yeah. I bet, I'm the one, not you. I'm the one that bet the Little League World Series. But, you know, it's like, it's like the Little League World Series, the College World Series, the real baseball tournament to get to the World Series, the baseball playoffs. Anybody can beat anybody. It's like the saying, any given Sunday. And I think, like you said, Lou, I think baseball, like, upsets are more likely to happen in baseball than they are in football or in basketball. Basketball, man, you know what I mean? you got to have three, four, five studs, and you're not going to, you know, it's all about talent. Football, it's about the bigger team. There's very few monster upsets. I get it, the Bills won. How many, how many crazy upset Super Bowl winners have there been? What Joe Namath? You know what I mean? Like you know, I'm Gi- just Giants. Saying, so Giants over Patriots too. That was a that was yeah, a, but it's not like the Giants were chumps, can no, right? So no, they were they were thirteen point dogs. No, no, you're dogs, right. But you're right though. They're, For they're the most part, not as much. But baseball, it happens all the time because baseball is not a physical sport where like you know you just physically can't stop yeah. someone that's faster than you or stronger than you like in fighting. Baseball, there's it's like it's almost like chess on a field. You know, there's small ball, there's fundamentals, there's defense, there's relief pitching, there's clutch hitting, there's working account. There's just so many variables that go in that give the underdog a real opportunity to win anytime they're on the field, Lou. Yeah, and, and I I think that that skill set, the the cerebral nature of baseball. Uh, really separates the athletes. The, that's why natural football players have a hard time with baseball because there's no explosion in violence. And the baseball player has a hard time with football because it's too prehistoric for them. They're thinkers. And this is a thinking man's game, and you're right, anything can happen. 
Uh, I'm just going to share that I, I, I am a dog player, and I had Colorado last night plus 121, which was a pretty decent price for the market. And I took them in a, a little two-team parlay, something I rarely do, but I thought I'd have a little fun with our Oakland A's, and I only got plus 160 on them. But a hundred bucks pays five fifty-three or so. Ooh, nice. uh, so I'm I'm in play for a little action tonight, and obviously I'll be looking for Oakland to try and be competitive. But I'll be sitting there with my finger on the mouse. Uh, of live betting in case the thing gets out of hand. Great, great point, Lou. And say Oakland, uh, Oakland scores first. You you got a wicked opportunity because the Yankees are minus one eighty five right now. You get them at a price, and Bob's your uncle. Perfect hedge. Yeah, uh, I t- that's exactly how I would play it, Cam. Very good point. Now the Oakland Athletics, um, you know, they were one of the hottest teams um, in the league down the stretch, um, Lou and. I think. Listen, I don't know if I'm getting. I don't think I'm getting caught up in it because I'm in New York. But it's hard not to, when every pretty much every second person on the street has a Yankee hat on. So maybe subconsciously it's gotten to me. But it's funny because for the last couple of weeks, even though I've been here, I've been you know telling people don't get your hopes up about the Yankees too much in the playoffs. You know they they rely on the long ball so much. Uh, their pitching is kind of you know hit or miss. But truth be told, the way that they played over the last couple of weeks, the, you know, everyone's a streaky team. Baseball's a streaky sport. And I don't think the Yankees are feeling a ton of pressure. I think they're a pretty loose team. They're a young team. And, um, and you know, I, I don't think they're overwhelmed uh, by the moment. And quite frankly, you know, Oakland is in a tough spot here tonight on the road. I just don't like the number. I think the number's a little bit too high. But I do think the Yankees are going to win, but I don't have a problem in playing Oakland. I think I'm, I'm buying in because I'm in New York here. I do like the over uh, eight and a half here, though. I will say this. But, Cam, you were talking about it. You don't trust Hendricks. You saw this guy with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, Lou. It's just uh, – and the thing is, sure, Tampa Bay, when you look at the success early that Kevin Cash had, it was kind of, you know, caught teams off guard. They're like, oh, wow, we're starting a, a reliever, and if he does well, we'll probably get, you know, three or four innings out of him. The problem is, Lou, uh, when you look at Liam Hendricks, the guy's, uh, 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 you know, barely, barely in baseball, a true journeyman. you got to respect him for getting, you know, staying in the game. But i got to believe how many pitchers Oakland might be going through, six or seven seven pitchers tonight. I'm not sure if that's uh, the recipe for success. And uh, I think the Yankees with their big bats can get to them. What do you, what do you think about Hendricks, Lou? You know, I, I think it's a fascinating approach. Uh, listen, at the beginning of the season, what was Oakland's over-under season win number, like 79? And, and here call. they are at 90-some. So, so listen, yep. small ball seems to work, and I'm going to trust that Hendricks has two innings in him. To me, just from a perspective in Phoenix that's different than East Coast, uh, to me, and I may not be correct here, I think the pressure is on Severino because he's the big ace that's coming in there, and if If by chance Oakland, who's really good on the road and has very good road numbers, happens to get out 1-0, 2-0, then New York's in the same kind of bullpen game that Oakland's in, and then they're playing from par. So uh, everything, I think, rests on Severino, and not only do I feel there's pressure on Severino and the Yankees, I think the move by the manager shows that there's pressure by him playing Severino. But again... Uh, we're, I just hope we have a nice competitive game. I'm seeing that the parlay numbers are 
67% of the parlay cards are on the Yankee side. That makes me feel encouraged for Oakland. The, the parlay pukes. Uh, I'm, yeah, the parlay play in pukes. But I'm, I'm just happy... Uh, I'm just happy that tonight, uh, which is in the in the middle of the week in October, we get playoff baseball, Oakland and the Yanks. It, it's just going to be epic. You know what? I When I said, too, that there's not pressure on the Yankees, there's always going to be pressure on the New York Yankees. You know, there, mm-hmm. there just is. But I think there's more pressure on the Boston Red Sox to, you know, than there is the Yankees. And I will agree with what you just said, though, Lou. There will be pressure on Severino. There's no doubt pressure on. There's more pressure on him than anyone else on the Yankees. You know, he started the wild card game last year and he gave up two home runs in the first inning. He gave up three runs. He couldn't get out of the first. The Yankees ended up coming back and winning the baseball game against the Twins, anyways. Yet the first cup, the first batter is so important for him. You know, if he gets hit hard early, uh, then the wheels fall off early. Uh, then then the Yankees could have a little bit of a problem. But like I said, I don't. I wouldn't recommend. You know, I'm not saying, oh yeah, the Yankees at minus 178 is a great bet. I think Oakland, you know, Oakland makes a ton of sense. They really do. I've been bigging up Oakland, and at the last second, yep. I jumped on the Yankee bandwagon here in this game uh, tonight. I do think we get the over to eight and a half. So I, I've already played it. I was in the sports book earlier. I got the Yankees, and I got the over. And I also played a little NHL hockey, Lou. And uh, we're we're hockey. we're building up towards the Connor stuff. <laughs> Um, and you know we get to hockey and football, etc. But hockey well, is back. If I can, ju- if I can, if I can just interrupt one second and go back to baseball for one last comment, I will say this. Yeah, there's more Again, games to hit dog. too. Actually, there's the call. Yeah, we'll exactly. get your thoughts on the other games too. But what are you going to say, Lou? As a well, as a dog player. I really like the winner of this team against Boston in the series next up. I think Boston. With either team, uh, huh? Uh, I, I, yeah, I really do. I think they're. I think too. they overheated. I, I think their uh, starting pitching is suspect, and their bullpen is suspect. And as hot as they've been, I'm ready to uh, go. Who I, I don't care which one of these. I wish I knew which one of these two was going, because I'd play some kind of a future position now. But I'm going to have to wait because I, I think the team coming out of this game is going to be live. You know, it's funny. Great you, point. It's funny you say that. Yeah. Remember what happened before? Remember when Colorado was on that heater? And then they were kind of like Boston. Then they had that time off. And then it's actually funny that Boston beat them. I kind of feel it's the same thing with the Red Sox. There's something in my head, Lou, and I agree with you more. I was talking to my buddy Billy the Doorman, who's a I call him a professional gambler. He's not just a doorman. But uh, he's saying the same thing. He has Boston Red Sox fades all over the board uh, heading into the baseball playoffs. And I'm with them. I, I think that bullpen is a real problem. They didn't address it. I know Asuna went to Houston. And uh, that's the thing. You can attack Boston like that. And you know how important bullpens are. Hell, look at the game last night. Every one of these games is is going to be critical, and it's and it's funny because it brings up another point. In in five years, starting pitchers aren't going to get be being getting paid anything because yeah. all a starting pitcher is going to do is go out there for four or five innings and then get pulled. But uh, it it makes for it makes for fascinating theater, and I just hope we get a great game tonight. All right. So before we move on uh, from the baseball, we got more. And so I agree what you guys were saying here too. I said this. I've been saying this that if I'm the if I'm the Boston Red Sox, and there is pressure on the Red Sox because the Red Sox won so many games. They're one of the best teams ever, and you know they haven't won a World Series in a little while. This collection of the younger players has hit a wall in the playoffs all the time. There is a ton of pressure on them, and I'm thinking if I'm the Red Sox, I'd rather play the Yankees. 
you know, it's more familiar. It's close. You don't have to travel to the West Coast. And I think if Oakland wins this game, I'm with you, Lou. I think Oakland are a real dangerous team against Boston. And the whole thing is in these five-game series is, and even the Yankees can, can beat them. The thing is in a five-game series is you're better off being the road team. I've said this a million times. So that's why, like, you know, the, the Red Sox, like, always got, they got screwed over all the time. They'd lose to Cleveland because Cleveland would go in there, win the first two, and then they were just done. You go back to Cleveland, and it's over. Remember, they got swept by the Indians even. So there is a ton of pressure on them. Um, the Atlanta Braves, they're playing with house money right now. The Dodgers, are it's all or nothing for the Dodgers. I mean, they lost in the World Series last year in seven games. They're laying minus 170 against Fulte Camp tomorrow in Lou. Yeah. And then what a series with Cleveland and Houston, and what a pitching oh, matchup amazing. with Kluber and Verlander. And normally I warn people, don't take the unders when they're too low in these game ones with the aces pitch, but I, I, I don't see runs in this game. Like, I, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game between Cleveland and Houston. Uh, Lou, any take on these other games, and uh, are you going to be uh, walking the dogs at all? Uh, I, I My general feeling is that the National League is is a little easier to try and predict than the American. The American's just a, a, a six-gun fight in a saloon. Uh, but I, I'm intrigued with Milwaukee. I think Colorado with the travel and the emotion uh, is just going to be out of juice. And I think a fresh Milwaukee team not only wins that series but is a real threat to the, uh, to the Dodgers. I really like the Atlanta story, but I think they're a little ahead of pace. And uh, as shaky as the Dodgers were all season, to finally catch just a little momentum and, and head into this thing the way they are, they could be very, very dangerous. So leaning a, a Milwaukee Dodger final and would lean to Milwaukee over the Dodgers, the fat, overweight, high-paid Dodgers. I'll, I'll fade them and think that Milwaukee with a chip might be able to get something done. As far as Cleveland and Houston, uh, Francona went to my college. He won the College World Series as a player at the University of Arizona when I was sitting in the stands of my hometown, Omaha, Nebraska. So I have some heart attached to Francona that doesn't allow me to view that series with any kind of uh, partiality. That's going to be a great... Uh, Honesty from Lou. It's going to be a great series. It's two, two great baseball be. teams. As you guys stated, you know the American League. It is like a gunfight in a small room. It's oh, just it's, it's crazy. Whoever's any the last one win. standing. As I've been saying too, any um, any any team, anybody, whoever wins the World Series this year will have freaking earned it. It's like EF Hot yeah, Old exactly. School. How do they make their money? They earn it. Earn it. Game time decisions. Ready Rage Radio. Lou from Gamblue.com kicking it with me and Cam Stewart. We're going to talk some uh, NFL on the other side. And, of course, we've got a uh, massive UFC fight. I'm not going to say massive card, but massive fight. Connor and Abib. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Red Eat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Network. I am Marenzi. Alongside Cam Stewart and Lou from Gamblue.com kicking it with us. As we've been talking about, we've got a lot going on in the sports world. NHL hockey, they're dropping a puck tonight. We just spent uh, our first segment, and we appreciate Lou sending us some extended time with us. We just uh, talked baseball, actually, for a little longer uh, than I thought we would. So uh, let's save the fighting for after. Let's uh, jump into uh, the start. Uh, we've got the National Hockey League um, starting here this evening. Four games on the slate. And I know you're a massive hockey fan and you're a big hockey better as well, Lou. But I told Cam before, I thought you were more of a uh, like a hockey futures better. And then you jump in and on the playoffs and when the playoffs are going on. Or do you, uh, do you, you, know, do you bet hockey on a nightly basis? Oh, great question, and, and you're right on the first occasion. Um, again, it's about the integrity, and a regular season of 162 games in baseball means nothing to me. It's only data, and I regard the NHL in the exact same way. I do not bet regular season NHL at all. I use it only for the full 82 games worth of data, then I jump in for the playoffs now uh, i did pay enough attention that the i take one or two futures at the beginning of the year this year i took just one and it was a points total under 105 and a half for the predators and love it uh, outside of, outside of that i got baseball playoffs and nfl that'll take me all the way till february and then uh, about the middle of january i'll start to really pay attention to hockey standings and how teams start to play from the middle of January till April when the playoffs start. So what do you think of the, uh, let's just talk a couple of futures of hockey here. What do you think of the Leafs being uh, favorites? Um, what do you make of the Leafs being favorites to win the Stanley Cup? And, you know, they're, they're, the Leafs are a big bet. They're, 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 they've been bet more than anybody offshore. They've been bet uh, more than anybody in Las Vegas. And uh, they've actually been, been bet more than any other team to win the Stanley Cup uh, in New Jersey as well at the sports books. So it's not just a Canadian bias or a Canadian homerism about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because when I see that, I'm thinking, well, a ton of Canadians bet offshore at these offshore books. And they only really yep. bet at about three or, you know, two, three, four books, to be honest. So whenever I see the Leafs odds like this, I always think it's just sort of Cam's buddies, actually, uh, <laughs> that are doing this. But uh, but it, it really isn't, though. I mean, like I said, they said in Las Vegas they took, um, they took more Leaf tickets to win the Cup than all the other teams combined, basically. So everybody's betting the Leafs to win the Cup in Vegas. Um, everyone's betting to win the Cup here in New Jersey at, at the sports books. What do you make of the, the Leafs hype, Lou? I think it's a little overblown. And like I said, I've seen this team up close for years. I totally agree with you, Gabriel. Here's the one thing that I have learned since I was a, a young high schooler listening to Springsteen's Asbury Park, the song called Growing Up. There's a line in there that says, when they sit, sit down, I stood up. And what that means is I know one thing in sports betting, and that's this. Everybody's wrong, and everybody's on Toronto. They're wrong. That's too much heat. I take a look at a team – that's that nobody's considering and i'd tell you two years ago edmonton was getting a lot of love yep. that that they might yep. have something and now everybody's completely forgotten about them and i think they could really bounce uh toronto's young they're explosive they got young superstars on offense but they don't play d 
and I don't know if you can win a cup without without playing defense. No, they bring that, in John Tavares, Cam, but their yeah, defense that, is still that, very, very pedestrian. You you said it like the Boston Bruins first line when you watched when you watched the playoffs, they exposed Toronto's D. And I got to tell you something, I like Fred Freddie Anderson as a goalie, but he's still not an elite goaltender compared to anybody else. For the Leafs to get a seven to eight to one price, guys, they're going to have to go out and get a make a big move and trade some of the talent that they have because in the American Hockey League, the Marlies are the cream of the crop. Now they have guys. They're going to have to get rid of some prospects, get a damn defenseman and goaltender because at seven to one, they should be listed at fifteen with that team, guys. It's way overhyped, Marenzi. I'm a fan, but I'm a realist. That's stupid. I don't think you have anything to add to that. He's dead on, <laughs> Lou. <laughs> Edmonton's twenty-five to one. Wow! I just—I uh, don't know. I, is there a sleeper team that you that you do like, Lou? Like the Sharks look good to me. They're at ten or ten or eleven. The Jets are good. They're at twelve. Uh, I don't believe in the Lightning at eight fifty. They always tend to be too flaky. What do you think, Lou? Is there anybody like that has mid-range value that you can look at? Yeah, I, I really do like the Jets, and and I think that what happened to them last year. I, I think that they can't believe that Vegas beat them last year. I know. Exactly. Uh, they, they, worked, they worked so hard to beat Nashville and then got into Vegas overconfident. I think that that's a good coach, and that's a solid core. They have a, a improving goaltender and a solid defense, and that's a team I'm very, very high on. I'm starting to buy into the devil's hype a little bit here. I am. Gabe, I bet them wins over the total. We had some people on. They're very underrated. Like, I know they're not going to win the cup at 45 or 50 to one. Some books have them as down at 40 now, but I think the devils are going to be a much improved team. Like they, they look good to me. Well, Taylor Hall's a stud, right? And well, you know, and he, he sure, they got, they got a good, good young core. I worry about Schneider though, even though he's a really good guy, he's, getting he's old. injured a lot. He is, he's getting older and he also has groin injuries. That's not good for a goaltender. He misses a lot of time, but, uh, I think the Devils, their good young core, are, are very, very dangerous. They're de- definitely for wins over. They're not going to win the Cup, but I think they're going to make the playoffs and, uh, you know, be a sleeper. All right, let's talk some NFL football, unless you have any closing yeah. puck thoughts, uh, Lou. Lou? No, I, I, I totally agree with you guys and don't have much thoughts on New Jersey. I, I mean, I think it's going to take them a year or two, like Cam says, to do what they want there, but they got everything in place. All right, so the National Football League resumes uh, week five. Starts uh, with um, Colts and the Patriots. Thursday Ooh. night uh, football. Patriots are uh, 10 point favorites in this game. The total is 50 and a half. Um, T.Y. Hilton's going to be out. Yeah, so, he's out. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton's out. And Mac, I, Mac's out. Like yeah. a lot of injuries. Well, Mac, well, Mac never really brings yeah. much to the table, anyways. Um, <laughs> I thought, I expected more from him, Cam. You know what? He can't Me block, too. Cam. He can't block. So if he can't That's block and you can't great, protect great, Andrew Luck as a running back, great. you're not going to get on the field. Great point, great point. That's what it comes down to with him. Yep. Um, I don't like this game from betting purposes, though, Lou. I'm not in love with this. I don't, you know, if I had to, if you told me, okay. Colts? I'll lay, no, I would lay 10 if I really had to. Really? Without T.Y. Hilton, I think it hurts them. You know, it's yeah. interesting, though, Cam. I've been on the Colts almost every week this year, and I've been very successful uh, betting cold games. In fact, I think I've covered um, every cold game I bet, either on or against them. I just, you know, I don't know. I just don't have a great feel for this. That the Patriots, Lou, are one team that I really never win when I bet on their games. If I bet against them, you know, they show up. If I bet on them, they don't show up. I have a very, I'm hesitant about this game, and I did even worse than a parlay uh, public puke uh, play. I did a teaser, 
And um, they make you do the three-team banger over at uh, FanDuel at the Sportsbook, Cam. But you get better odds, right? So I did a three-team yep. seven-point uh, teaser. And I did the New England Patriots. So I got the Patriots uh, teased down to three. I got the yep. Carolina Panthers out of pick them. And now I got the Minnesota Vikings at plus 10. I hate betting NFL football this early in the week, but I was at the book, and I figured why not just yep. slam this in right now. So uh, what do you make of the game, Lou? Any any strong opinion on the Colts and the Pats? Yeah, I, I think there's value on the Colts. You know, the look-ahead line on this was seven at most places, seven and a half at the Westgate Superbook. And just on the strength of New England uh, catching Miami ripe, uh, it, it goes up and it's now sitting at 10, and by kickoff it'll be 10 and a half. Uh, there, it, it, you have to really uh, have some, some big belly if you're going to look at the Colts in this spot, and that's what the NFL is all about. And I think the Colts in 10 and a half, it's a young team. I like the coaching staff. I love what Reich did last week. They're catching a lot of shit with it. And yeah. in the meantime, Everybody thinks that New England's automatically back after looking like dog poop for three weeks. Now they beat Miami at home and everything's fixed and Edelman comes back. I, I'm going to wait and try and get that hook and, and play uh, and play Indy at 10.5 tomorrow night on the, on the short week. they got nothing going for them, and that's why I like them. <laughs> I'm with Lou there, Gabe. I think it's just... It's a reaction. We talk about the week-to-week league, Marenzi, and a lot of things you said come true. Like, yeah, so New England, they were desperate. They beat Miami. Miami's been overachieving. Big deal. But when we do look at the the history of what the Colts have done this year, they were a six-point dog against Washington. They won outright. They came back against Houston. They battled in that game. I don't think the Patriots still with the addition are, yeah, I'm with you, Lou. Like, 10.5-11 would be great. But even at 10, I, I think the Patriots win the game by a touchdown tops, Gabe. It's tough. It's, it's tough. A tough it, it's a tough game. You know, you have the T.Y. Hilton in. You know, yeah. If T.Y. If T.Y. Hilton was playing, I would. I would be like, yeah. You yeah. know what? I'll take the points here. I'll. I'll take a shot with the points. I would listen. I played them on a teaser. I'm with you guys. I wouldn't advocate laying the ten points. Um, but I'm more interested in this next game. And you know, the Colts Patriots game. I'll be real, guys. And I, you know, one thing, Lou. Maybe you've you've rubbed off on me in a positive way a little bit, uh, Lou. Yeah. In that I've really gotten better of, like, not forcing bets and betting games. Yep. Like, to me, if this Colts-Patriots game was on a Sunday, I'd be like, I don't really like it, and I'd just sort of ignore it. Yep. But, hey, it's Thursday night football, so you end up with action on it. I ended up putting it in a teaser, but, you know, there's a lot of games that I sort of like, but I don't bet now because I can't bet every game. And I don't want to bet every game. It'll add up. The juice gets to you. you got to pick your spots. And I'm not saying, oh, you only bet one game, but I'm just saying bet smart. So I'm trying to be smarter. So we got the Falcons and the Steelers, and here's another game that I find really intriguing. That, you know, can you, do you trust the Steelers here, Lou? I mean, it's getting to the point where their season is going to be on the line one of these weeks. Like, the Steelers need to win this football game. They can't lose back-to-back home games like this. I'm, I'm really worried about all this levy on Bell resurfacing and what that could do to the locker room. I think all it's going to do is piss them off. I mean, here's, here, they need Bell now. They're, they're, they're struggling now, and they need, as a team, they need him back now. And he's saying, I'll come back after the bye. Yeah, I don't know how welcome he's going to be at that point, you to, Lou. You and I argued I, about I, this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree here. 
if the if yeah. the Steelers are two four and one, and this jackass rolls in and says, exactly. "Hey, f you, Payne, yeah. where's my hey, check? Hey, hey guys, where's my check?" Doing? And you notice he picks the bye <laughs> week to show up, so exactly. he gets paid and he doesn't get hit. You're right, Lou. Like I don't even think like I I said earlier in the week, like, they won't even want him there at that point in time. Nope. Like I think they should just trade him at this point. It sure makes for a tough situation, and my guess is is that they're working behind the scenes to say, okay, we agreed to, to trade you. You show up here, show up for a day, we announce the trade, you go here, we do this. That's the only way I kind of see that thing working for the benefit of the team, and I always try and keep that in focus. And so to answer your question, no, I don't trust Pittsburgh here, but what I do trust is two teams with terrible defenses that are going to score points, and I don't think 57 is enough, believe it or not. I, I If I were going to play this game, I'd tease it down to the uh, number 51 uh, because that's obviously 31 to 28, uh, I, I, and I think it goes way over that. I, I like the over here. I think there's gonna. I think it's going to be a circus. I like the over as well, yep. Cam, in that game, and. I can't. I can't get in front of that. Pittsburgh can't stop anybody. You know, nope, Pitt, they can't. And Atlanta, we see Atlanta games are track meets Their every week. Their defense blows. Yeah, they blow. I was going to ask uh, Lou about Gabe, uh, your team. Uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Lou, or or nobody gets run over by a wagon yeah. like the Buffalo Bills. Should be a new. <laughs> well, you, should be a new expression. <laughs> you know what, Gabe? Me and you are getting right in front of the wagon this week. I know I am, but. We talk about this Tennessee. A lot of people high on them now. They're playing better. Big grit, gritty win against Philadelphia. Lou Buffalo looking awful on the road, and something is telling me to take the three and a half points with Buffalo. It's a, when you're down on the team, they're back at home. They show up, and we all know Tennessee. They can have uh, problems, uh, power outages too. Their defense is playing well. But uh, what do you think about the Bills Titans game? I'm going to take the Bills plus three and a half, Lou. Uh, well, I'm glad you made your position, Cam, because all I can do is slap you on the back and say congratulations because this is my jumping jack game of the week. Let's face it, Tennessee currently has arguably the coach of the year coaching them in this young Mike Brable. But what Brable has managed to do is play outstanding defense and reduce each contest he's been in to a one-field goal type of a conservative type of a game and I think they've been doing an excellent job of it and people are starting to believe in them and if you look at the number uh, 72% of the tickets written are on the Titans and 80% of the money and 75% of the parlay tickets that's everyone okay and we talked about everyone earlier everyone's wrong and I love Buffalo in three and a half here. I love Buffalo in three and a half. Woo, that's right, Lou. Buffalo, baby. Come on, Gabe. I agree. Make it, a, make it a team party. Yeah, there we go. No, I do. We're all on Buffalo. This, I do, this I do. Week. And, you know, listen, I haven't been riding my bills that much this year, but I know yeah. them pretty well. This good is spot. a very good spot, and it's more of a spot against Tennessee as well. Correct. And, hell, even Tennessee can get in there and win this football game and win a close game, and we can still get the cover. Um, That's what they want to do. That's exactly yeah. what they want to do. They want they design everything they do, especially with a dinged up quarterback and a second string quarterback with a concussion. They they design their best, most successful outcome is a three point win. So, well, Lou, what do you make of the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles? Of course, the Eagles beat the Vikings in the NFC Conference Championship game last year. Um, so far, the Vikings they bring in Kirk Cousins. 
They get a win against San Francisco in week one. Then, boom, they lose to the Buffalo Bills. Um, then they have to face the juggernaut that is the Rams. They sort of hung around, but they weren't as good as the Rams. You know, the Rams were the better football team. Uh, now, once again, they play the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, they gave Kirk Cousins big money to win games, not to lose to the Bills, not to tie the Packers, um, not not to 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 lose to the, you know to to lose these games. This is a big game for the Minnesota Vikings, and I think it just sort of it deflates them if they can't win it. It's like, man, we lost to the Eagles twice. We can't beat the Rams. We can't beat the Packers. To me, this is a season-defining game. I know it's still early, but, hey, Bill Parcell says you are what your record says you are. He said that after eight weeks. But we're going into week five right now. Minnesota needs a signature win, uh, Lou, not just beating San Francisco in week one. What do you make of this game? Great game against Philadelphia. And then you got Philadelphia trying to fight through their Super Bowl hangover right now. Yeah, sitting at two and two, and you could argue it's a it's a critical must win game for them. So you have two powers of the NFC, both strong on defense. Philly, its strength, offense and defensive line. Minnesota, offense and defensive line. Except they've been injured on the offensive line, and that's where I see the crack in the armor. Philly, I think, took Tennessee for granted last week. I think you're going to see an extremely focused Philly team. And at three points, I, I would lean to Philadelphia here. I yep. think they play well. I'm leaning Eagles. Uh, Me too. But I've gone to the well so many times with the Vikings, I have no, no almost no choice but to take them. It's, uh, I don't know, it's weird. It's a good, good game. Maybe not the best game to bet because it's so tough. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. And just to prove that we're on top of everything... There's actually been uh, odds released on uh, what the name of the new USL United Soccer League uh, team in El Paso is going to be called. See, that's some hardcore stuff. No other show is going to tell you about this. My personal favorite uh, as well as uh, Steve uh, Kaplowitz. Steve Kaplowitz is a talk show host in El Paso, Texas. And uh, I'm not sure why ESPN follows me and ESPN El Paso follows me, but they do on Twitter, so... And they're always retweeting my stuff for some reason, which I find weird. Um, but I started following them. So I just see right now, just for the record, they have a new USL soccer team coming into the league. And there's some pretty cool name projections here. Locomotive. I like that. The El Paso Locomotive. That's pretty cool. And it, it works well with Loco, too, right? Um, Loco. The Estrellas. The Estrellas. The uh, Lagardos. El Paso Lagardos, which is uh, alligator in uh, in Spanish Whoa. camp. 
Nice. Largados. Yeah, like that Largados pond I was at in Costa Rica. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Lots of Largados there. No, they, those were Crocs, though. <laughs> yeah, what's what? I don't know what Croc is. Yeah, no, I don't know in Spanish. Tejanos and Stars. That's uh, that's the longest shot at 100 to 1. Okay, so Lou is with us, and we could talk all night. And Lou's, uh, you know, I can't believe 43 minutes have passed since Lou's been with us. We appreciate we your love, time, Lou. We, we love having Lou on. But here we are right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I could talk about it all day too, guys. So yeah, that's we, great. So we talked baseball playoffs. We talked NHL. Uh, yeah. Puck drop. We've talked uh, NFL football NFL. week five. Um, now let's get to uh, the main course here with Conor McGregor and uh, with Habib. Throwing it down in Las Vegas. Let me get the updated numbers. Yeah, numbers starting to trickle in a little bit on Connor right now. I'm still waiting for the drunken Irish money uh, to pour in. in late. Yeah, it'll pour in late. Exactly. They're going to be rolling into Vegas soon. It'll start to pour in late. But I was right. I remember when the odds came out about a month, you know, six weeks ago, whatever, uh, when a fight was announced, that the odds are going to come down. If you like Connor, you could have got him in the plus 160 range. Those odds are gone right now. You're not. You're not getting them. Uh, there, right now, I see Conor McGregor at plus one thirty, Khabib minus one sixty. Lou, now that we're in fight week, where are you at here? Yeah, I'll be very concise and specific. I lean to wrestlers usually. In the case of this fight, where you have a world class expert in striking and movement like McGregor is, uh, you must respect. McGregor's abilities uh, as as a striker. That said, he's extremely one-dimensional in his approach. Uh, I believe that a fighter like Nurmagomedov that has to improve on his striking can make greater gains in a year or two on striking than a striking-based fighter who needs to try and learn wrestling can make in that same yeah. two years. So point. I have a hard time believing that McGregor has learned anything in wrestling. And but, <laughs> Lou, would you say, and yeah. Let, yeah, I'll let you clear your throat. I've had that issue. I'm, I'm fighting off a little cold myself, uh, Lou. But let me just Turn ask around. you this, Lou, and what, what you were saying is that I brought this up as well. There's nothing... Khabib can do to learn to strike as good as Connor right now. He can train it. He can, you know what I mean? He can work with boxing coaches. He's not going to match that skill. And conversely, like you said, Connor can work with all the wrestlers he wants and all oh, take down defense that. He's not going to be better at Khabib than what he brings to the table uh, at that. It really is. And I know stylistically people often break these fights down. Oh, the stand-up versus the takedown. But it really is amazing, strength versus strength here, and neither one of them can do anything about the other one's strength, in my opinion. Yet, as you stated, Lou, I think it's easier to not get punched in the face or at least you know fend someone off from getting punched in the face than it is to stop some Russian psychopath from taking you down and like Habib is. So I would say advantage Habib there. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Habib is going to be able to close the distance to McGregor's expertise more so than McGregor will be able to. And, but but more than anything, guys, Habib has not got his notoriety yet. He's yet to be a, a real champion, a, a real uh, world-class champion in Mother Russia. This fight defines him from his inception 
all he's been is a fighter. Yeah. I believe that today there's no doubt in my mind that the best athlete transitioning into and dominating the business world will is Conor McGregor and will go down as being Conor McGregor until someone else has his business acumen and is able to parlay success as well as he has. But, but he's been more of a businessman and partier than in the last. He hasn't fought yeah. in an octagon in 25 it, months, it, Lou, 25 months. He, he, uh, he hasn't fought in two years. His last fight was boxing. He won, He made $100 million bucks. He's got suits that say, up yours, knitted into him. He's taking Learjets. <laughs> he's driving in limousines, and he's drinking champagne. That Sounds is like not the prescription of a world-class fighter. It's in my opinion uh, that not only will this fight be, at, if, as long as Nurmagomedov is patient in the first five minutes and, and doesn't run into yeah. any of McGregor's strikes exactly. when he's fresh, Nurmagomedov is going to end up playing with McGregor. This fight is going to go over because Nurmagomedov is going to inflict pain on Conor McGregor and make him quit. And that's my position on this fight. My one concern yeah. with Khabib here, Cam, is, and I agree with everything Lou just stated for the most part, my one concern is, as as Lou stated, and Jose Aldo got caught into this, and Connor's very good at baiting you yes, and taking yes. you into his world yes. in which will Khabib's ego get the best of him. Like Khabib, Cam, his, his, yep. you know, you've seen him wrestle the bear when he was a kid. Yep. So basically, yeah, like, it. Khabib's going to get close to Connor, and Connor's in a lot of trouble. Like you really can't do anything about it. It's like a, it's like a snake. It's like an anaconda. Yeah, he's, you know, he's like a python. Yeah, a boa constrict. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. screwed. So there's not really anything you can do about it. But he is hittable. Like guys have hit him, and Habib just sort of figures out ah, whatever you're gonna hit me, but I'll be able to walk through this, right? He won't be able to walk through. Like Connor could clip him and knock him out. So Habib just has to be smart and not let Connor smack talk, bait him into, like, you know what, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. And I do think Khabib's stand-up is improved enough that he can fend Connor off a bit. But he does have to be careful because you've talked about it, Lou. I mean, Connor McGregor, I mean, he never had a chance, and that was an exhibition, and Floyd didn't even try and carried him in that fight. But Connor McGregor's stand-up is significantly better than most people's in the UFCs. And his angle, and, like, Kavanaugh's a good coach, Lou. Like, you'll, will you agree with that? Kavanaugh is a good coach, and they will have a good game plan. Yes, but the, what, what I'd like to add now is that in every instance when McGregor has looked dominant, it's been against little fire hydrants like Seaver yeah. and, and Chad Mendez. And, oh, by the way, all that power was displayed at 145. He's True. now fighting Nurmagomedov, who is – a bigger man, a, a, a larger man than Connor. That's an advantage Connor will not have in this fight. We saw what Connor did against a larger, bigger man at 65 and 55 in Nate Diaz. Diaz and yeah. I think Nurmagomedov dominates Diaz. And so a lot of the power and everything that the people that are counting on Connor's one trick pony power, I don't know if it's going to even affect Nurmagomedov even though Nurmagomedov has been hit. Let's face it, who does Nurmagomedov train with? 
Luke Rockhold, yeah. Cain Velasquez, yeah. and Dan, Dan Cormier. Cormier. They can strike, guys. And Those all, guys all of strike. which, all of which, who said that uh, Khabib takes them down routinely. Wow. Yeah, and they can't believe and Daniel how strong Cormier he is. and Col- Vasquez. That's crazy. Yeah, even Cain Velasquez <laughs> says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He takes me down. Like he uh, takes me down. <laughs> says you can't stop it. Like Luke Rockhold, and Luke Rockhold's an egomaniac. And Luke Rockhold says, yeah, yeah, I can't stop him. Like, you just, you can't stop him from taking you down. It's just, it's impossible. Like, you're not going to stop him. But he is hittable. Yeah. But I, it's a great point that you raised, Lou. That, and another thing is, too, I always found out with Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey was great. I'm not taking anything away from her, but she was the perfect size, Lou. She was so much bigger than yeah. everybody. She was just the perfect size for a created weight class for her. And you're right, Connor at that buck 45 was just too much. You know, his body type was just perfect for it. And as you stated, when, you know, when, when you're in these bigger classes, Khabib is a thick man. You know, he's a thick dude who's a lot bigger, as you stated, and thicker than, than Connor. Now, Connor, Connor's in great shape right now. I'm buying in, and Connor's put an honest work into his camp here. But I think that, like anything, when you make $100 million, that you lose some yeah. of your hunger. Yeah, let's you get, just call it You get a little softer. Yeah. You get a little softer, right, Gabe? $100 million? Well, I wouldn't know, actually, Ken, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm assuming, yeah. A couple yeah, thousand. I know, I'm assuming, well. yeah. <laughs> i got to tell you guys, too, well, just, uh, just Lou, before you get into it, just take a look at the lines. Like, whoever you like in this fight, I've never seen discrepancies in sports books. I'm seeing as low as plus 115 for McGregor and as high as plus 155. So... I don't know, Lou and Gabe, you know what I mean? It seems, it seems like it's such because it's such a marquee fight. Some books are going to take the Irish money or whatever. This might be a good way, like when you're, when you're gambling on such a, a popular, popular fight, shop around because you can get the best side of the number and really save some money. That's just my tip because you guys know MMA more than me. Lou? No, it's a good, it's a good point. And getting back to the line, um, this is not, it's now time. It's Wednesday. So starting tomorrow, and in fact, I get to Vegas uh, early Friday morning, but uh, the Irish droves will begin arriving on tomorrow and Friday. And so tomorrow and Friday is the time to watch the lines. If you want to bet Nurmagomedov, uh, my suggestion is to be patient. I mean, I think you're going to do, at, I see 160, 155, 150. That's as bad as you'll do. If you're patient, I think that some of the drove money, the $11, $100, $150 bets, are going to come in, and they're going to start. To me right now, that line, they're begging you to take McGregor. They want McGregor money at those prices now. And if the public acquiesces and you can get Nurmagomedov at minus 125 or minus 140, I think you're getting tremendous value. As I handicap the fight, Nurmagomedov is minus 200. That's my number. And so right now, current pricing is a go, and I've already played it at 160 so i wanted to get the bird in the hand i've got it and if it goes down lower i'll invest more that's why i'm going up there all right lou so before we get you out of here we got a couple of minutes left um what about the rest of the card uh, here anything catch your eye anything of interest yeah i'm, I'm just going to keep it to two dogs that i'm totally targeting these are pending weigh-ins uh, the first one is a kid that fights here from phoenix out of the mma lab uh, his name is Scott Holtzman. Uh, he's been in there. Uh, he's going to be in there with a uh, Brazilian, Alan Patrick. Patrick has had the ability to fight the last few fights uh, after a layoff in Brazil. 
I'm not convinced of his level of competition in a fight against Canadian McDessie. He got a decision in a fight I thought he lost, and he showed me uh, a weak chin and not as much fortitude as I would like to see. I've been watching Holtzman work out for three or four weeks now, and I, I can tell you that when I find an underdog that is prepared to go into the octagon and provide his, exact, his, his absolute best effort, then I feel there's integrity in betting that underdog. And Holtzman's work, he's ready. I think he's going to challenge Patrick, take him deep. And at plus 220, Holtz, I'm hanging my head on Holtzman again, pending weigh-ins that this Brazilian doesn't come in eight pounds overweight. The other fight is Sergio Pettis and Justin Formiga. Sergio Pettis is a slick stand-up kind of a fighter that's got a lot of momentum going for him. But if he makes a mistake and slips on a banana peel and this fight goes to the floor, Formiga's going to finish him. And I think Formiga at plus 130, plus 140 is also a live dog. Lou, Gamblue.com, a great follow on Twitter, great handicapper and, and a class act. We missed you in Las Vegas this past year, Lou, at the IFBC, yep. but uh, we look forward to uh, our past crossing again. Now I'm on the East Coast, um, you know, here in New York. Um, we've got a lot of stuff going on here, but we're still going to make it out to the West Coast, and my plan is to come collect in one of the two contests I'm in, at least I hope. At least I hope. <laughs> Mike Cardano informed me we're well, now, I... now in 400th place or 425 in the Super Contest. We're eleven seven and one, or excuse me, eleven seven and two, which is actually sixty one percent. So it's not bad. And I've gone on a real run in the Golden Nugget contest. I went from two hundred eightieth place to eightieth place right now, coming into this week. So uh, we're trying to squeeze something out of that, Lou. Yeah, hey, you're, you're in perfect spot. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Just keep grinding, and yeah. and I hope you I hope you cash in both. And if not, then I'll just make it out to the Big Apple and. Uh, blend in with all my Italian brother brethren, and we'll go out and hit the city. Uh, yeah, that'd be great, uh, Lou. <laughs> we're trying to get Cam down here sometime. Yeah, if you ever hear on business, Lou, or anything, but we're trying to get Cam uh, up here. Cam's a little closer though, so we'll we'll figure something out on on that front. But Lou, we got to hit winners, buddy. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a pleasure, Lou. I we'll always love talking sports with you. Thanks for taking the time to be with us, buddy. Thank you for the time, guys, and good luck, everyone. There's a Lou. Take care, Lou. Gamblue.com. Uh, and, uh, Cam, I got, like, what's going on with you, man. Like, man, my ears get hot and sweaty with these headsets on. I know. I'm do- Like, the thing keeps on sliding down my face. It's sliding down your face as we speak, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And there's and I, the other earphone's broken, so the cord kind of, like, kicked. Like, it's kind of, that's the thing. Like, when I first did my NFL Sunday, you told Cardano. Like, Cardano couldn't believe it. It's like, Cam's head is, is it really that big? Like, I don't understand, though. I've seen, like, Bruce Bochy has a bigger head than me. I just don't understand It's like how these earphones are so hot. They're so hot. I know. It's like I'm my, wearing Khabib's Russian hat or something. That's what I feel, too. Like, my, my earphones are so sweaty when people come over and stuff. Like, it's kind of got, like, that hockey bag kind of smell yeah, to it, it now. It's, like, gross. Like, uh, that's a But it goes to show the effort. The yeah. It goes to show the effort yeah, you sweating. and I are putting into the show. We don't want to talk to your host sweat during shows, but me and no, Cam do. No, that's the thing. Like, I sweat a lot. And when you make me laugh. When you make me laugh, it takes a lot out of me too. Like I sometimes I finish the show and go, "Oh my god!" Like I feel like I ran or whatever. It's just because my I'm just laughing all the time, right? We're having a good time. But you said it, man. Cam, like, I've never been this tired very... of my life, like ever. Oh, uh, I, I don't know how you're doing it, but uh, like you know what I mean. Uh, 
you're part machine. Like there's there's times like I fight, I gotta fight it off sometimes during the day. It's yeah. like, you know, I get those dizzy spells and stuff like that. It doesn't help. Stars? It doesn't help no, that I, I have like no that. furniture either. Although my back no, has never felt better. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, you you got the David Lee Roth plan, right? Remember, he used didn't he didn't he sleep on the floor or something? It's like actually apparently it's really good for your back. My buddy has chronic back problems. He sleeps on the floor. Yeah, I really is. I'd say this. Invest in a good mattress, buddy, because you can't put a price on a good night's sleep. I got sleep apnea, man. Like, it's serious stuff. Well, you have a good mattress, then you sleep too much. You become lazy. That's a good point, too. Better sleep on a pile of bricks. Keep you sharp. <laughs> Game time decisions continues. Sleep on a pile of bricks.